You could what? pop out the Discord chat, the the window, Dude, video window. Discord is what? the only the only way to do video chats from from here. It's so good. It's so good. And get this, dude. I don't have it set up yet, but in the uh, the games for everyone server, we have we have a bot called Craig. And oh, Craig, I like this already. All you have to do is invite him in, and he automatically records the audio. But not just that, he records everyone's local audio in flack wave etc and if you want when the session is all done he will give you a handy dandy audacity project link for all of those uncompressed local audio sources this is incredible <laughs> literally I know, everyone I know. who's ever wanted to make content ever needs I, this i geeked out so hard when uh when yerko told me about that It's Jason, so you'll like that. Hey! It's oh. Edex. <laughs> nice. It's Edex UI. Dude, I actually loved using that thing. It's surprisingly useful. I mean, it is, I, uh, I, I wouldn't have it on a primary, like I'd have it on a secondary monitor, but yeah. Yeah, but it's, it, oh, uh, you know, next time you uh, make sure next time you don't actually record the typing of your password. <laughs> oh, yeah. So that was pointed out to me. Oh boy! Uh, yeah, but luckily it's just um, it's just a password that I use for testing Linux distros because it's just like super is... easy and yeah. <laughs> hey everybody, welcome back to Linux for Everyone, and welcome home, and welcome to our special guest. If you want to call him a guest, he's more of a like a nemesis know. or something he's he's Welcome uh to our guest. the enabler matt dln the enabler of uh people spending money on things because he says it's great and it, that's what i do too so <laughs> you are watching and or listening to linux plus coffee cup number four it is finally your fourth cup of linux plus coffee and uh, i'm really happy to have both of you guys along for the ride this time how you guys doing we're alive. We're well. I press the strong button on my coffee maker. I don't know what it does, but I'm hoping it works because <laughs> the strong <laughs> button. Everything so should have a everything should have a strong button, right? Mm -hmm. I'm making oh, yeah. toast in the morning. Strong, strong toast. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. They have uh, they have microwaves with chaos defrost mode, and I really want one. I don't know what it does, but chaos? it says chaos defrost. It's so good. Wow! I think does that actually install chaos on the microwave? Oh no, <laughs> that would be cool. <laughs> is that like a is that like a D and D reference? Like, is no, it, no. Cha is Cha it chaotic yeah. neutral defrost mode or chaotic chaotic good? Or <laughs> here's the deal. Here's the deal, guys. Uh, we're all. I don't know about Matt. I think Matt is well through his day, but Shickle and I have just pretty much woken up. Yeah. And uh, we have a very loose outline for this episode, and I am I am of the mind that conversations are better when they are completely unscripted. And we have a single tweet guiding this episode of Linux Plus Coffee, and here's the tweet. Uh, I asked you guys on Twitter, at Linux, the number four, everyone, know what time it is? It's time to record a new episode of Linux Plus Coffee with Shickle and Matt DLN. What should we talk about? What's on your mind? And Jason underscore tech stuff said this, how Linux is for everyone. <laughs> uh, 
kind of appropriate. But here's what he says. It's it's important, actually. How Linux is for everyone. It's no longer Linux for geeks. How we need to get away from this negative us versus them mindset. Or Irish coffee. What grog do you like in or with your cuppa? <laughs> so, okay. We can talk about that. So what, uh, what adult beverages do we like inside of our coffee? And then we'll get to more serious stuff. Matt? 80 proof or higher doesn't matter wow <laughs> whiskey i'm assuming 80 proof or higher doesn't matter <laughs> wow the way to do it wow shickle for me uh it's chocolate syrup i like chocolate syrup a lot chocolate syrup that's not really yeah. an adult beverage but i'll take it i'll accept yeah. it yeah what about <laughs> what about have you tried um my favorite thing to put in coffee which is bailey's irish cream i've heard good things about that it smells nice Try really okay. Good. So if you're like, I don't know if you drink or not. If not, that's totally oh, fine. Oh yeah, I uh, can't either. But uh, try like a chocolate liqueur sometime, and a little bit of half and half. That'll blow your mind. Uh, <laughs> anyway, my my mug of choice for this episode. It's Freddy. Oh yeah, it's Freddy. My and inside, uh, I think that my my camera's gonna be flipped. So oh well. But inside, it says. It's a cup of magic. <laughs> That's beautiful. That's just beautiful. That's awesome. Um, I, uh, yeah, go ahead. I man. went with an airspace museum cup, and it's it's almost empty, and so I question my choices now. But it was a good it was good while it lasted. Well, this question I, I question whatever the hell I'm drinking. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're drinking uh, Rockstar. What, what is Rockstar. it like? Some- Rockstar whipped strawberry blended. Whipped. Stuff. I'm sorry. Can you can you say whipped again? Whipped. Whipped. Whipped, <laughs> whipped cream. <laughs> whipped. Uh, I have a little bit of housekeeping. Let's get a little bit of housekeeping out of the way because I'm kind of excited about this. Actually, I've been spending a lot of time in my car, and uh, I've been doing that because I've been uh, taking my stepson to school and picking him up every day, and I thought. What can I do to really maximize my time in the car? Because I spend about an hour in the morning and an hour in the afternoon in the car. And uh, I have been catching up on podcasts, so like DLN Extend and uh, the kind of funny games cast and just as many podcasts as I can cram in there and rocking out to some music. But then I thought, huh, I'm going to do a car cast. So the car cast is a patron exclusive podcast hosted by yours truly in his car where i talk about whatever's on my mind uh give you kind of a maybe behind the scenes uh peeks at what's happening in linux for everyone land musings mental doodles and then at the end i'll uh, i'll throw in one of my favorite songs like a song that is has been inspiring me or that's relevant to me at the at the moment because it's a private rss feed uh, when you when you are a patron of Linux for everyone, you get a private RSS feed, and so I don't really have to worry about copyrights or anything, and I can just make it super personal and super spur of the moment. So uh, the CarCast, one of the perks of being a patron, and uh, I want to give a special shout out to Musical Coder, a special shout out to all of our super fans and all the people who believe in in what's happening here and supporting us. Thank you. 
And Shickle, uh, you're going to be doing you're going to be doing some more stuff on the channel. I am going to be doing stuff. I'm looking forward to it. I've got a few things planned. Um, there's like a a browser a sort of thing. Wow, language is hard. Have you ever tried to speak and it just doesn't? I have. I tried oh. to speak today in the car and I realized how difficult it was to do like a one take podcast, right? Without, without I'm normally great at it, but Mm-mm. without long pauses, without saying um every 10 seconds, it's uh, you're mm. I've seen your I mean, I've seen like your unedited videos and I can attest to the fact that you're much better at it than I am. What have you guys been up to this week? Let's let's start there. I've I've been doing a couple of things. I I've, I've been trying to set up my room, like a little studio in my room so I can be recording in there instead of out here in like the family room, which is why I've got these lovely little uh antique drapes. And That's, Okay. Please don't get rid of those <laughs> by the way. Uh yeah, you know what? I was thinking um not having them behind me but like having them folded up at like the back of the like the the camera thing is like part of a set, which would be kind of cute, mm-hmm. um, which I'm totally fine with because I only use my room for sleeping anyway, so I can do whatever I want in there. Um, but I got a capture card because I want to record more stuff, but I didn't actually research how it worked before <laughs> I did it. And so I really I, I'm still figuring it out. <laughs> Where do you um, plug it? Do you know what to plug it into at least? Well, I thought it was HDMI, but there's two HDMI ports, and if I uh, plug the one into the monitor, it just goes to the monitor anyway, so I have to like then plug a USB into itself. Um, <laughs> yeah, I honestly didn't research this at all, but I'm sure I will figure it out at some point. See, what I was kind of thinking it would do is that if I plugged the USB into the computer and like I could just control it there, this would do like the recording and then just dump the uh, file on the okay, computer. Okay, well, you're actually there are devices that do that though that have onboard. Uh, uh, in fact, uh, one sec, one sec. I've got this guy. You, were you just talking about uh, this? Yeah, it's the uh, it's the Avermedia Live Gamer Portable Two Plus with 4K pass through, <gasps> and. Uh, it's Ooh. it's very very handy. I haven't actually used it to its full full uh, capacity yet. But it see, has this the is same, awkward. It has. The same I had kind one of... of those. Oh, did you? Oh, I didn't is, know how to use great. it. I plugged well, an SD card in, and it, I couldn't figure out how to get it to record. I have not uh, been able to get that to work in Linux yet. I so... haven't either. That's what I. That's what threw me way off. And it's weird, right? Because it's it, this. I bought this because it doesn't actually, it's plug and play. It doesn't require any specialized drivers. There is software for it on Windows, but it's not required if you want to just do like your basic, okay, I want to record something through my Switch to the PC, or I want to record like my ThinkPad uh, BIOS, which is originally what I got this for was recording, you know, BIOS and stuff that oh. that happens before the graphics shell kicks in. But it's it's nice. This is a 4K pass through, so you can still play like... Uh, this might be handy for when the next gen consoles come out, and oh yeah, you've got a 4K monitor TV, and you want to play at that resolution, but only record at 1080p. So yeah, it's it's cool, it's very cool. Okay, well, I will start doing research at some point in my life, but um, not apparently not today. Uh, but it's cool. It's it's pretty. It's it's sleek. It kind of reminds me of like a big like mouse. It's um, it's good. It's good. I I um, I struggle, but. I'm sure I'll find something to do with it <laughs> eventually. 
Matt, what have you been up to, man? Oh, dear Lord. I have been trying to catch up on my collection of shame back here. Uh, <laughs> Good luck. Hashtag project backlog. Uh, well, yeah, the problem is behind all those PS4 games is an entire run of PS3 games that's something to be played. <laughs> oh my God. All right. So how, how you doing? Like, what are you, what are you playing? What are you working through? Right, right now I am working through, uh, Dark Rose Valkyrie, which is like a typical, like JRPG, nothing too spectacular. <gasps> just very run. No, you play JRPGs. No, no not at all. I'm sorry. <laughs> Kind of like I don't like cyberpunk at all. <laughs> no, no, no. Let's get a, um, let's get a card up there, Jason. Let's get a card up there to Matt's uh, top five yeah. cyberpunk game recommendations to play before cyberpunk 2077. <laughs> Boom. Uh, so I've been playing that. Um, I finally actually decided to pick up the new Final Fantasy remake. So I got that coming the next couple of days. And yeah, pretty much. Oh, been messing around with uh, Cody for the first time in a long time so ah nice on on what just on your on your pc or uh well see jason remember that picture that i sent you of the weird computer Uh, this is the 21 this is the 21 9 let's see the monitor open open it up let's see the monitor let's see the actual just not monitor let's see the display (laughs) same thing wow heck yeah that is definitely ultra wide that's really cool 21 9 uh i think it's 1760 1792 by 768 on a 14.4 screen yeah actually i bought it for the speakers because they're harman kardon like really good they're really they're really 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 good speakers um actually that's the only reason i bought it but uh that's i'm using this as an htpc so i'm trying uh nice cody and some of the different stuff for it because it has the HDMI output, but with the good speakers, so that helps with like the viewing experience and stuff. So Cody's uh, come a long way um, since its last use for me as an HDPC. So I'm I'm liking it so far, and that's been you know. Then I got like other projects like the Pine Phone that I'm messing around with and that kind of stuff. So been a, been a fun week. Well, I have been neck deep in this. Oh. This I I dislike you on so many levels right now. This is the... Let me see if I can get this right. The Asus Republic of Gamers Strix GTX 3080 OC. Oh, Lord. So this is is basically the RTX 3080 on steroids. It's overclocked. It has an absolutely massive cooling solution on it. Let Let me show you how big this card is, okay? So I'm going to stack my RTX 2080 Founders Edition on top of this. And Ooh. look at the, uh, in fact, wait, 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 wait. This isn't even accurate because maybe I'll just take some photos. But this gives oh, you a Lord. good impression of how deep and long and thick. This is a chunk-tastic graphics card. Look at that. Look at that. What happened to making things more efficient and like That's <laughs> what the did thing they do? though. I don't Okay, so this I don't know what it is about this new gen of graphics cards. I mean, we've got uh, RDNA 2 coming from AMD and we have yeah. uh, Ampere from from Nvidia. And yes, Nvidia's typically known for being very very power efficient, right? Yeah. But there's something about this new architecture that they, uh, I don't know. I mean, look at the Have you ever no. seen 3 8 pins on a graphics card? 
I don't even have a, have, I have a power supply for that. Like I would need to get one and just hook it up next to my computer just to <laughs> actually, do that. My my arm was like starting to shake because I was holding this up with one hand. <laughs> <laughs> that thing is crazy. It's like they just they were they took away all of those things where they were like we can fit more power in the same package and you don't have to get a new case. And they were like, "Nah, who cares? We'll just go go buy a new house to fit this thing in because it's so big." Yeah, uh, the thing is it is fairly efficient for the performance that you're getting out of it. And mm. I cannot get this thing for those of you who follow like graphics cards closely. Um, this will mean a lot to you. I did a, uh, a GPU stress test with this RTX 3080 from Asus by running Furmark. Furmark oh. at 4K with 8X MSAA activated for 10 minutes. Okay, so mm. and and Furmark is Furmark it like destroys graphics cards. Furmark is stupid. <laughs> it's really Furmark rough. at 4K for 10 minutes. This thing did not get any hotter than 62 Celsius. Wow, 62, what? 62. Yeah, uh, the 2080 Founders Edition gets up to like 72, 75. Uh, I mean the RT or the uh, AMD's uh, RX 5700. And 5700 mm. XT will get up to like in the 80s and low 90s Celsius. Jesus. So I'm impressed. And and all I'll say about it, uh, I'll have a review at Forbes for this uh, shortly. Um, and then I'll I'll be testing it on Linux as well. But uh, there is not a single game in existence that I tested that this card does not get 4K 60 frames per second on ultra settings. So this That's is insane. finally, finally the 4K card that we've been promised for wow. like three generations. This is actually the card now, finally. I, I thought we were kind of peaking. I was like, wow, this is cool. And, you know, SLI and stuff. But no, no, I was wrong. I was very wrong. There's <laughs> no, no, like we're, we haven't even close. Like this is worthless at 1080p, right? You're not going to get that much better performance at 1080p because... Diminishing returns for that much power. Um, But when you're talking about 4K performance, it is anywhere from 50 to 72% more performant than a 2080 Super at 4K. Yeah, I'm impressed. I mean, it's still a huge chunk of change to spend. But if if you are after no-compromise 4K gaming... Um, and you can actually find a 3080 in stock, then I, w- I would strongly recommend the, the Asus uh, ROG version. Anyway. If we can somehow get our hands on the, I don't know if you saw the G9 Odyssey, which is like the step up from our current monitor. It's the like the like the like 5K version at like 240 hertz. Mm. Now they, 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 I think they recalled it, but there are units out recall- there. It was, it was on fire, so they <laughs> recalled it, but it's fast. awesome. Yeah. No. It's too many, hertz, that, too many hertz. Too many hertz. 30, 90 running at the same time. Could you imagine? Oh it would be the God. perfect card for that. Let's talk about the Linux community. Mm. Oh boy. So I I we sound we sound like we're worried. Okay, we love you guys. We're not we don't dislike you. We, but I think we can all agree that we've been through some stressful times, one way or another, in um, in the Linux community. 
And there are some common things that we probably come across. And one of the frequent themes is a, a sort of tribalistic or a sort of almost, maybe nationalist isn't the right word, but it really feels that way sometimes where it's just like you are part of one group. And it's tribalism. the only acceptable group. Is that tribalism? tribalism? Yeah, that's tribalism, All right. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yeah. And it just feels like people are more willing to let innovation die to protect their own preferences than to let people have cool stuff, man. And it's so sad. I just want cool stuff. Yeah. Uh, so as an example, like you get a lot of the the canonical stuff that that crops up in the community but i'm just using this as an example you know people talk about oh canonical just has like this not invented here mentality and all this other stuff or they snaps are bad or why'd they kill off unity and all you know take or, or i see i see like oh they're they're taking ownership of all the gnome developments and innovation that happens and yeah just just yeah. bad yeah and it's just like Everything they get ragged on so constantly, and it's like, how do you stay positive in the face of that all the time, all the time? And yeah. you you can't, and it it makes it hard to want to engage with that kind of group. It re- it really does, and, and uh, you know, insert company here, Red Hat, you know, whatever mm-hmm. opens, you know, and I don't understand it because every time you know like people will talk about the snaps oh it's closed source store back end and like they give examples of why they haven't open sourced it you know we open source launchpad nobody used it and they went through tremendous costs to open source that yes guys stuff does cost money (laughs) i um in fact i'm gonna hopefully remind myself to add another card to um yeah my interview with alan pope uh, A.K.A. Popey, where he talked at length about exactly why the uh, Snap Store has not been open sourced yeah. yet. So, uh, well, Shickle, like you know, you, you did a full system that was all Flatpak. Yeah, and then you went and did a full system that was all Snaps. Because you- I wasn't worried about which one was like the only acceptable option. I just wanted to try it. Well, and, and that's the thing, like. There's a difference between constructive criticisms about a technology, you know, snaps. Okay, they don't respect theming a lot of the times. They respect it more in KDE than they do GNOME, whatever. They're working on that. Flatpak has the same issue, but no one wants to point that out. Yep. You, you have to, like, what, what's the base of a Flatpak? It's like 1.9 gigs or something the first time you pull down Flatpak. Like, it's absurd. Yeah. Like, but you... These are technical choices. These are technical problems. By all means, point them out. But it, it's not. I'm sorry, Jason, if this goes on a little bit of a tangent, but this isn't a religion. Okay. Yeah. It, no, it that, is I'm perfectly it, okay. This, perfectly okay. This is technical choices that people make. I fall into the line of PC stands for personal computing. That means a person chooses their personal computing platform. You should not shame them, beat them up, or call them dumb, stupid, you know, RTFM and all the other stupid stuff that happens in the community at times. Mm-hmm. That is not your place. Your place is to show them the options. Show them that 
options they might not have thought about. That's why I like things like Jason, when you do like the app spotlights and all that kind of stuff where it's like, you know, there's, and I'm down in the weeds looking at apps usually <laughs> like I, I'm, I'll be the first to admit that, but the, the, the technical choices that p- companies make and like the, this tribalism about like, it just gets so far away removed from the technical limitations of something mm-hmm. and becomes a, a, a dirty, ugly, my choice is the only choice and you, you didn't make the right choice. So therefore you're, you're wrong. That right like, there, that right there yep. is, is what wears me down so much when I see it is we're all, we're all in this together and we are all embracing Linux. A lot of those reasons are the same. We share those reasons for the, you know, it respects your privacy. Um, it lets you make your PC personal again, right? More customization, um, better updates. What take your pick. So we all are rallying behind many of the same fundamentals and philosophies and, and principles and whatever you want to call those. Um, but it's when, it's when people make a decision and they choose something. And instead of someone supporting them for that and maybe pointing out like, oh, that's cool that you chose Arch, but uh, I prefer Ubuntu because of this. That's that kind of discourse is just fine. It's it's when the people come in and they're like, oh, Arch never breaks and they're being all sarcastic and they're they're saying like, uh, you know, Arch users are this kind of people and Ubuntu users are this kind of people and you're you're wrong for choosing this. And it's just why do why do we why do we do that? And and when people outside of the Linux community see that happening in a Discord group or a Telegram group or on Twitter or on Facebook or in a podcast or wherever, why on earth would they want to associate themselves with that community if that's what they're seeing? And a lot of my frustration recently, um, and if you guys listen to episode 43 of the Linux for Everyone podcast, you know exactly where I'm coming from, has been this overload of um, toxicity, negativity, tribalism, gatekeeping. Uh, And I don't know, I, I, I don't want to feel like my only options are growing a thicker skin or learning to ignore it. Yeah. You know, like, like Shickle, you're really good at, at dealing with that head on. Yeah. And I think, see, I'm, I think I have special preparations for this type of thing because I've struggled with, uh, <laughs> as I see Matt over there grinning. <laughs> um, but, um, so I personally struggled with, uh, some mental disabilities since I was a kid. You know, I've been seeing therapists since I was five. And so I've become more and more good at analyzing situations and, and understanding why people act the way they do sometimes and understanding how that impacts others. And so after seeing it and, you know, because I, I've been in the only in the Linux community for five years and it's mostly been in smaller groups. I admin a lot of groups for some reason. I'm an admin. I don't know. But um, you kind of get in the habit of noticing patterns where people come in with a certain type of behavior and you know exactly what they're going to do you know that they're they're not interested in in being productive they're interested in asserting basically their dominance in in whatever preference it is they have Mm. 
<laughs> and yeah, Matt's it, laughing because we see it. We see it all the time. Every time you you know right off the bat, you're like this person is here to 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 mess things up, and they're not here to to be happy people who maybe want to help others or just want to share interests with people. No, they are here because everyone else is wrong and they are right. I mu- I love as much as anyone else to tell people I'm right. Okay. It's I get it. It's fun to be right. I get it. <laughs> but it's not worth tearing other people down over and it's certainly not relevant at all when it comes to personal choices. When it comes to what works for the other person, that's not up to you to define. There's maybe a situation where uh Maybe someone is choosing that particular thing because they think it fits their workflow or they, you know, their life choices or just doesn't matter um, because maybe they missed out on something. Maybe there is something else out there, some piece of software, some distro, whatever, that could um, better accommodate what they want to accomplish. And, uh, you know, maybe they're not aware of it, but there are many better ways to, oh, yeah. to educate them and teach them that then attacking them and saying like you made the wrong choice you're stupid you're yeah. part of the problem you're and don't even get me started on on people who like the second that microsoft enters a message like the second that anybody mentions edge on linux or microsoft teams or the word microsoft in a chat it's instantly like, oh, Microsoft's evil and embrace, extinguish, and, you know, like... Spyware! Spyware. Somebody said, yeah, somebody said that Edge, the new Edge for Linux is spyware. And that happened yeah. in our Telegram group. And, you know... Why? And, so and, then, and then when when confronted, when confronted, the person, I don't think, ever responded. So, no. you know, do you have proof of that? Well, of course, they never responded. But why? Why can't we get past these decades-old uh impressions of companies why why is that mentality still there it ah people uh, uh, so have uh, unfortunately having used linux for probably longer than everybody here currently that's true um, yeah it's not a slag. Well, well, it's not a slag. It's, Shickle, you have much more intimate knowledge about the more inner workings than i do because i'm literally pointing <laughs> clicky that's how i fix uh, <laughs> you know but uh as as far as the Microsoft thing, like I get where the community is coming from. Like like those particular people, they they are looking at it from a past history. I understand that, but they also have to understand this is not the Microsoft. Like specifically related to Microsoft, this is not the Microsoft from two thousand one when they said Linux is a cancer that attaches itself to IP. This is not the 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 Steve Bomber throwing cherries at the mention of Google. This this is Sasha Nadell, who has been much more open source friendly. Now you can question their motives that it's all business and all the other stuff. Well, newsflash, it's all business for Red Hat. You know, it, it's all business for Canonical. It's these are contributions to the community, yes, that we benefit from, but at the end of the day, these guys are looking at it from a bottom dollar. And I'm okay with that. But the, the community has to get around this concept that a lot of the stuff that these companies do aren't, we aren't the, the, the primary focus as far as the desktop portion. Now I'll give Microsoft credit 
they released a, a interview for uh, Microsoft Edge on Linux recently. I oh, think did they? A couple of, day, couple of oh, days I'll ago, where they, okay. where they specifically talk about Edge on Linux. And they talk about, you know, they do the typical web dev, all that kind of stuff. But they also talk about the desktop Linux users and how they want to give them a first-class browser. Now, the whole debate about it's spyware, any proprietary thing that if you say it phones home, take your pick of what the EULA you're agreeing to says, then, yeah, it's potentially spyware, depending on how deep you want to run to that. Sorry. I'm just raising my hand because uh, I didn't want to... Because you you got a great flow going, and I didn't want to interrupt that. I just want to say, folks, please, please do not confuse spyware with telemetry. Like, don't confuse that with, don't confuse spyware and telemetry, right? Giving Microsoft your basic system specs or the resolution that you're using Edge on is not spyware. It helps yeah. the developers craft a better experience. And anyone so, who makes that claim, like they don't realize by visiting a website, they're giving more than that information anyway. Do you like if anyone knew what kind of information a website could extract, they know exactly how you move your mouse every second you're there. They know your typing patterns. They know everything about you as soon as you're there. You give more to any website you visit just by being there for a few seconds than you do with basic telemetry. I get what you're saying, Shavu. Now, yeah. if you want to look at some of the stuff, like if you're looking at Windows, the Windows 10 EULA, as opposed to maybe the Edge oh, EULA. That's intense. Yeah. <laughs> there is a world of difference. Microsoft's yeah, approach to, to, the, to the Edge rollout on Windows has been abysmal, terrible. Here's a and that's screen. probably where all the that's probably where all the negativity and bad like bad blood is coming from because yeah. yeah I mean and they recently so they had that whole like full screen edge takeover on Windows 10 I recently got that on my Windows machine and it was just like no get me out of here oh. I'm not I'm busy I want to do stuff yeah uh, and then there are other uh, more recently they had a Windows update that I, I guess forced well let's not let's not do air fingers uh, that forced. Um, web shortcuts to Office 365 yep. to be installed on the start menu or something like that. Yeah. And there was an article that I read that said, you know, uh, Microsoft installs such and such to Windows without user's permission. And I was like, no, you gave them your permission when you installed Windows, guys. Yeah. Don't, yeah. I mean, you have to accept that responsibility. Like, the blame is on you and we have to accept the fact that the EULA states that we give Microsoft permission to do whatever they want with our PC <laughs> in very broad vague strokes so uh, yeah, I, yeah I still use Windows and I accept that but we can't we can't go out and say like you did this without my permission no they didn't they did it with your permission and you didn't read the thing that's on you <laughs> I mean I know it's you know what I've laid <laughs> I think it was the uh this is insane, okay? I installed the uh the Call of Duty what is it? Uh Call uh, of Duty Cold War, Cold War yeah, the uh, Black Ops Cold War beta on PlayStation 4. And first there was a like privacy agreement or something, Activision privacy agreement, it was 43 pages. Oh. After that, there was another Eula that was like 47 pages 
And I'm like, who in their right mind is going to read For a video game. Who in their right mind is going to read that? But also, what the heck is in that? Almost 100 wow. pages of, of stuff I'm agreeing to. Nobody's going to sit there and read 100 pages of legalese documentation. 99% of the population is not going to do it. 99.9%. Uh, like, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, there's going to be a few that do. Totally get that. Um, but it's just like this weird thing with the community where it's like they Linux users have a older Linux users. Let me restructure the statement. Have a hard time of letting go. Let me make a correction to that or, or at least clarification to that. When you say older, do you mean older in age or, or people who have been using it for a long time? Because I don't, I don't want to have like this ageism thing come into the, no, 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 no. Into the picture not, or anything. No, no, not not ageism. Uh, far, far from it. People who remember times prior. Okay. So like, people, so, so like, so veter- we can say like veteran Linux users. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like, okay. you know, the the fifteen twenty, the people who remember those bad times from Microsoft. Oh, certainly. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I get you can understand where they're coming from. And yeah, view it with a cautious eye. Totally get that. Be skeptical, but hold them to the actions they're doing now and not just on the past. And that's something that the community has a really hard time doing when I see like micro uh, M money sign and micro other words that I can't use. Yep. And, uh, yeah. It, yeah. you know, it, I am not a fan of Microsoft. I'll be the first to admit. I use everything I possibly can not to be a Microsoft user. <laughs> I, I get I give my stuff enough to every other company <laughs> at this point. Um, but it just Linux users just can't let go. It's like yeah, it, it, it's really kind of depressing at times. And I'm not gonna lie, like and like I'm a hardcore Linux user, but like all my content production is done on Linux, just like most of everybody else's here is. And it really gets to me that, you know, people can't respect the choices people make enough to be like, okay, you made that choice. You know, you, you've talked about GNOME. I am not a GNOME fan at yeah. all. You and I have had this conversation. It takes 20 extensions for me to make GNOME useful. Oh, come on. It only oh, takes boy. two. You're wrong. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm kidding. Well, we'll see. Like as an example, Shickle, you'll you'll remember this um, when we were on Big Daddy Linux Live a lot. When we used to test GNOME distros, like, oh boy, you know, for, for for the D's, I would make the joke that features are bugs according to GNOME. Yeah, <laughs> because all you ever saw from the release notes for a long time was just stuff that was taken out, yeah. and it, it was I was doing it in a playful way. Yeah, but. If somebody chose Gnome, I'm not gonna be like, "Why did you choose Gnome? It's a garbage desk." If it works for you, awesome. Not my choice. Not doesn't work for me. But if it works for you, cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, you respect the work that they do. And you know that like it's just weird to me that people can't just let people make their decisions that they decide to, and respect people enough as people. The weird, the yeah, the weird thing. About this this tribalism mentality in Linux, I don't endorse this happening with like game consoles, for example. But I I more understand why it happens with game consoles. Let me explain. Um, the fanboyism that happens with you know PlayStation versus Xbox that is typically influenced by a financial decision. 
that the gamer made. Because many of us are not as privileged to have whatever consoles we want. It's, you know, I'm buying an Xbox because all my friends have Xboxes. And that's all I can afford. Yeah. And I'm getting Game Pass and I'm getting Xbox Live. And, and that's where I've invested my time and my money. And so, to an extent, I mean, I understand why they're, why they will defend that ecosystem and that platform and want, want to say that, you know, they made the right choice and that it's the better thing. Why are we having that same mentality when it comes to something that is free and open source and auditable? And we have full control over things that go, things that we do not like about it, about something. Um, but especially the free part, the free as in free lunch part, free beer yeah. part. So much of it we don't pay for, but still somehow act like we do. And it's Yeah, that's, that's my point. Exactly. That, yeah. Like, why? Why are we so, you know, I will sit here and I'll tell you and I'll make multiple videos about how I love Pop! OS. Um, but I'm also going to say how much I love elementary and how much I love Ubuntu. And, uh, uh, you know. Yeah. I'm going to I'm going to say that look uh I tried Arch I tried the quote unquote real way to install Arch <laughs> and uh, and I did it on my third try and it was a good learning experience but I'll never do it again but I'm not going to say that like you're an idiot for using Arch if that works for you awesome yep. but but I don't know man it it's I I feel like maybe maybe Instead of trying to understand where the mentality comes from, because that might take uh, a team of psychologists, how can we fix it in our communities? How can we address it and and make it slowly go away? Is that possible? I sh I'm going to be really blunt. Do it. Novel idea. And by shutting up the vocal minority that speaks the loudest. By having the mm. sane users actually, and I don't, I don't want to say real users because that insinuates that the other ones aren't really just because they are, but the the ones that are realistic have a understanding that this is not good be good behavior. This is not a good reflection on the community. This is not a good reflection on your product, your projects, etc. The ones that should be speaking the loudest are not. The ones that should not be speaking are speaking the loudest. Yeah, man. And then, and then you've got. <sighs> do I do this without naming names? Um, hmm. Oh, you I have, already have names. I already have names. You know what? I'm gonna name. <laughs> I'm gonna name names. I don't care. Um, uh, you have prominent Linux distributions. Uh, you have figureheads in the Linux world that a lot of people pay attention to, like Manjaro that are yep. frequently um, hosting very angry and borderline hateful things about their own community or yep. NVIDIA or, you know, like, and that, like, that's the example that's being set. And that has to stop and that has to get called out and that has to be silenced because yep. how can we expect, you know, lead by example, Right. Here's a top a top tier arch based uh, Linux distribution that has all kinds of partnerships and is a you know recently uh, formed its own its own company and that's the example that's being set to the arch community the Linux community by yeah. extension and that has to stop. Yeah, and I see. I re I recently recorded a little heart to heart 
um, touching on a lot of these things. And I just, it's, it's one of those things that hits me a little hard because I think I'm, I'm very willing to jump into the middle of the train tracks to try and stop it. And so I'm I'm constantly dealing with, I am, I am juggling trains on the daily because that's just what I do. And it's nice that I tend to be in groups where I can, I, I typically have some kind of influence where I can like nudge the people who are being really destructive out of the way without having to do too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm also in some communities where, you know, some people don't know like who I am. They're like, why would I even listen to this random guy? And so I just kind of like, I still jump in front of them and I'm like, Hey, you know, your words matter. And like, calling a certain type of users dumb because whatever is not sensible it's just mean and stupid or that um somebody who chooses to use let's say telegram or whatsapp is somehow not intelligent because they aren't or what they aren't aware of the risks or they accept the risks like it has nothing to do with a person being more or less intelligent it has nothing to do with them being more or less worthy. It's just a choice that they made based on their needs or their perceptions. It's not something that you have to tear them down for. I I know what that kind of behavior does to people. And I know how that, that discourages people from being a part of the conversation and well, experience. Dude, it, it almost discouraged. Things. I mean, it almost discouraged me. There was, there was a point in, um, there was a point a week or two ago where I wanted to leave my own Telegram group because that yeah. that behavior was getting so rampant and I just didn't know how to deal with it. Uh, but we have to deal with it. We really have to. Yeah. If you want to make a technical, you know, look at something and say why you don't use it, that's fine. Keep the arguments to the point of like, this is why I don't use it. Here's why. And just move on. You can have a discussion without having the tribalism. This is technology. It's supposed to make things either fun, enable stuff. Instead, there are times that we shoot our own selves in our own foot because of this nonsense. To the person who wants to have that argument, to the person who typically uh, has that instinct to say you're wrong or that you made the wrong choice, instead of making a statement about it, ask a question. Right. Ask, why did you choose that? What is it about this thing that you chose that you really like? Maybe like one out of 10 times, the person answering that question might make a difference uh, in that person's opinion. Right. Or at the very least, maybe we can hope that the person who would, uh, you know, normally be engaging in that tribalism might learn something about either that other person or that distro or that software that they didn't know before. And it asking a question, I feel like that is immediately less confrontational, right? And, and less argumentative. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, trying to understand another person's point of view before you start that argument, trying to get their perspective. Maybe that would uh, would help. Yeah, I, I think that willingness to be open to alternatives or be open to just hearing someone out makes a huge difference. And we we don't have that often enough. And I 
I don't know. I, I feel like sometimes I exhaust myself trying to to explain this to people, but I'm not going to stop trying to explain it to people because it's important to me and um, it, it matters to people who I, I've seen people just leave and not come back. And I don't mm-hmm. want that to keep happening. It It's not worth it. No, it's it's really not. So the one thing I advocate for people who are switching to Linux, I'm going to actually advocate for the people who are in Linux. We, th- we talk about how Linux is not Windows. It's not Mac OS. Approach it with an open mind. Look at alternatives. Be willing. We, we talk about all of that. Here, here's the call to the community. Be willing and open to those differences when it comes to Linux, too. Yeah. Be, be willing to understand that this person's different. This person's – you're going to have to be willing to accept that they're different than this than you and that's where people i think they just have this my way and that yes that's your way mm-hmm. but be open to other ways practice what you preach walk the walk yeah 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 well said yeah um i mean i i know that i can do better like personally i can I'm, i know i can do better because you know, I feel like uh, I need to be I need to be the person setting that example, too. And, you know, even when I sometimes on Twitter, like I will call out Microsoft about certain things that they do that I think is crappy. And uh, I think maybe my my tone or my attitude could be better. It could be more positive. Like, you know, it, it's just. um, It's hard work. It's hard work being constantly. Positive and. um shaping the the community that you want to see right that's that's hard work but uh, yeah it it really is um and i think we all have those days where we just kind of we snap at stuff and you know (laughs) i'll be the first to admit that and you know it's just we're all human we're all gonna do and say stupid things we always do but at the at the core of it the combative argumentative types are always going to be the combative argumentative types. Doesn't matter how you phrase it, how you word it. How, yeah. It, yeah. Gen- generically, those that's just what they thrive on. And that's, yeah. you're going to have that in every community. But for me, I think just that, that willingness and openness that we preach about so much about when people are coming over, that we have to be willing and open to the, those choices that those people are going to make. And other people in the community are going to mm-hmm. make, mm-hmm. and that I think is going to that willingness and that openness will actually shape for a better community than this tribalism nonsense that we deal with now. I think I'm I'm putting my foot down at this point. Zero tolerance from now on, yeah. basically. Like if if you're going to be an argumentative jerk to someone in this community, and um, you're going to be you know tribalistic and toxic and hateful, you're gone. You're gone. Yeah. If you leave a comment attacking someone, I'm going to remove it if I see it. Hopefully I will see it. But but yeah, I, I, I mean, my first instinct is to try and change that behavior. But yeah. my backup option is just bye, you know? Yeah. So uh, I hope it doesn't come to that. It, but it, it has sometimes. Yeah. Um, and I'll, I'll say as well, like one of the things is that it's important to remember, and this is this is what I've started to realize, especially in the position of a content creator, uh, when you have a community around you, 
it's not you. It's so easy to feel because you're responsible, right, for all the people around you. But mm. the reality of it is, it's it's their problem. They're the ones who are causing issues because they can't accept the reality that not everybody has exactly the same needs as they do, and that not everybody is bound to the same exact uh, ideals or restrictions or whatever. That's not you. It's not the other person. It's them. It's as simple as that. And so it's so easy to feel that pressure, but um, there's there's definitely a separation between them and, you know, like a functional society where where it's just it's not about productivity. I, I do want to end this on a positive note, but I have to ask this because it's been it's been weighing on my mind. Do you feel like things are worse in this regard, like what we're specifically talking about, the the tribalism, the gatekeeping, the negativity? Do you feel like things are worse this year than before? Oh, yeah. Or am Everyone I just am I just so ultra sensitive stressed. to like the like COVID fatigue? Uh, it, or is it actually the fact that this is a worldwide pandemic and it's affecting people in negative ways? I, I think it's because it's a worldwide pandemic that's affecting people in negative ways because yeah. they are they yeah. their interaction is basically this. It's it's taking you know a zoom call, a, a discord call, uh, you know, whatever. So their interactions face to face is a lot more limited hmm. and all, all they see is a screen. So there, there, there's the lack of a human presence really like maybe even your, a, little if, less, it, a little less sunlight in their lives. I mean, that, that makes a difference too. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> I like some sunlight. Well, so yeah, definitely. Well, I I, uh, I appreciate you guys having this conversation with me. And uh, Jason, thank you for suggesting it. Um, if you guys have suggestions on on how to um, how to cultivate a better, more positive community, we are absolutely all ears to that. And you know, we're always open to suggestions and changes and uh, whatever you have you guys have to say, as long as it's constructive and not hateful. Yeah. So let's let's change. Let's be the change that we want to see and let's accept that number 1 we're all in this Linux thing together. We may have vastly different opinions and philosophies uh but we are all in this together for the same core reasons, right? And number 2 is I forgot what number 2 was. So <laughs> Number one's important, though. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't work without us. It's as simple as that, you know? It's the people around you that are making it happen. It's the people who are, you know, developers are users, too. They're also making this happen. Mm. It's not just like you're you're the only one who's, like, creating Linux or or using Linux, you know? If nobody else was using it, neither would you be. That's as simple as that. Mm -hmm. I think... That's going to do it for Linux. We did it. That's coffee at number four. Raise your glass and or Rockstar drink. Matt, tell Ew. the people where they can find you. Uh, depends what version of me you want. Well, let's let's say the... Uh, let's it's go up with the to you, really. Letter. It's totally up to you. Let, 
Let's go with the family-friendly stuff. Uh, you can find me on the Destination Linux Network and, and w- listen to the show that I co-host with Wendy and Nate. We t- we uh, talk about a variety of topics as it relates to Linux. Uh, that is DLN Extend. That is roughly every week. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just released an episode with actually Jason on it. We we're talking about affordable Linux hardware. Yeah, that and was a fun the, chat. I, that really was a fun chat. Always good to have a uh, guest host on. Uh, so you can find me there, or you can find me on Twitter at, at MattDLN. Awesome. Mr. Schickel, where can oh, the people well, find you? You've got so much going on, man. I do have a lot going on. I don't know what I've done to, to why I'm doing this or something, uh, as they say. Uh, but I'm on, on Twitter at, at Schickel. I'm on uh telegram at shickle i mean i do make youtube videos but i you know if you, you want to see me talk about stuff you can you can look at me at shickle and i think my personal channel is alan diggs so hey variety i variety. not everything variety is, is shickle yeah that's how it's done well you'll always be <laughs> shickle to me so you'll just have to accept that heck yeah um as for me uh my personal twitter is at kill your fm and as far as the linux for everyone community all the links are at the bottom of this video or in the podcast show description. Uh, if you want to talk to an awesome community on Telegram or Discord or Mastodon or Twitter, you have that uh, that option. And um, yeah, I think that's it, guys. Fun chat. We did stuff. Sobering, but fun. Yeah. And hopefully, uh, hopefully we can work towards a better, brighter, more positive... Um, discourse when we're you know when we're engaging with uh people that that really share the same kind of passion that we do they just share it differently all right um on behalf of everyone here at linux for everyone stuff (laughs) stuff stuff (laughs) do stuff and be stuff matt matt you know what matt you take us out you take us out Okay, this is not my show. <laughs> I don't care. You're a guest host. Do it. <laughs> I'm not alone. Jason, there's going to be one thing you're really going to have to edit out right now. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. Make my job harder. Um, so with that, great conversation as always. And you guys know what to do. Be good to each other. And we'll catch you on the next episode. Good enough. All right, you guys. Heck yeah. Talk to you soon. Bye. Yay. Look at that. Mm-hmm.